2: And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to trylifemd.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at try That's trylifemd.com. That's t r y l i f e m d.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?"
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes
0: excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
1: i never win and tell
2: well there you have it you could get lucky anywhere playing at luckyland play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see
0: website for details this podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
3: It's episode 49, season 7 of the Fighting God podcast. Today I'm joined by Kayvan of the Owen oh Spurs podcast. It's actually Kayvan, but... Kayvan? Yeah, did you know that? No, I didn't Just we. call me Cave. it's easier. No, I want to call you Kavan. Right. that's alright with you. Fine, cheers. cheers. Uh, and then Tom
4: Voins, <laughs> or... It's actually Tome. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> of, uh, of. <laughs> of,
3: of the Tottenham Way. Yes. So it's sort of coming together of the podcast. Indeed. You know? There's no beef at all. None at all. No, although I think I upset Dan Patrick on the last podcast.
4: It's not hard, what did you do? Uh,
3: He said he called uh, the the Tottenham Way a rival podcast, and I say it's not really a rival. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Uh,
3: It very much is, but there is no rivalry, that's the thing. Uh, Before we start, there's loads to discuss. Usually on a Thursday we're looking for bits on the internet and stuff that we can talk about, but that game last night, you was at Cave? I was, I was. Uh, Did you go, Tom? No. No, fucking no. well out of that. Yeah, right yeah. yeah. couldn't uh, be bothered. Uh, we're releasing a limited run of Moussa Dembele t-shirts, obviously to celebrate the return of the beast and it gives us an opportunity to make some money. Um, you know, he plays well, we've got a t-shirt, you put it up, people buy it, money comes in, we buy drugs. That's the, that's <laughs> all, that's the cycle. Uh, to- <laughs> that isn't necessarily true. Just let's keep the illusion going. Um, Tom, you wrote a absolutely superb article and you know I can say that to you because it was that great thanks mate do you know I don't you probably don't know this but it was probably certainly in the last four or five years the most read article on the fighting cock shit really yeah wow. yeah I can't Christ. like going back there might have been a couple but I can't remember anyone it, it was massive Jesus so thanks for the ad revenue no worries mate Any, time I'll,
4: I'll invoice you so what, uh, right right today there'll,
3: there'll be no invoice. <laughs> what, what what's uh, tell us what uh, it was about the the you haven't won nothing but grade yeah. And, and, and some Spurs fans even say, well, what, what have we won? Where, where, did, where did the frustrations come from that, that, that made you write such a, a kind of, sort of poignant and pertinent piece?
4: Um, I suppose, so this was a day after the Juventus game. So obviously not, it was it was sort of born of the emotion of that because it was a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah. But I guess over the last few months, that voice has just been getting a little bit louder on social media and it's not so much Spurs fans and it's not even really directly at other fans but it's more that whenever you get a journalist or anyone kind of praising Spurs in any way doesn't matter what it is you will always get that under the line sort of but what, why does it matter and it's phrased in a what have they won or oh that's brilliant you can put the scored 20 goals a season three years in a row mm. trophy in his cabinet or something like that but it's all that is all noise around the just why does it matter yeah. and it. Kind of doesn't really, and that's what the, the article was more about. Just enjoying the journey, and explaining why Spurs fans are actually pretty happy at the moment, and that's and why that's okay, and why if I'm under no illusions. We need to, we deserve to win a trophy. Don't necessarily think we need to win a trophy yet. Yeah, we should be, but I don't think we need to be. But you know, ten ten years ago, we were a team that sort of could but didn't. And now we're a team that should, should but haven't. And then it's yet. So it was, I mean, it was just putting words on paper in you. No, no, there.
3: you play it down. But it's a, it's a, f- a philosophical argument, really. It's, cause it's about people that are kind of, it's the pursuit of happiness, isn't it? Like the, the American dream, you know, you the, the happiness comes in the pursuit in the pursuit of what you want and achieve it. And I think all of us, I think everybody really should, should adopt that kind of philosophy. Like enjoy what Spurs are now, because... Mm. You know, there may or may not be a trophy at the end. If there is, then that's incredible. If there ain't, this is still fucking great. It's almost like there's there's always a negative response
5: to anything positive that happens with Spurs. If it wasn't the the Spursy thing, and it's, oh, you're not going to keep your players, and was, if you haven't won anything, and da-da-da. And I think you're right. I mean, Flav, I know you said that, like, you you're more of a Spurs fan than a football fan. Yeah. And it's very much about that. Like for, for us, it's like we enjoy what is going on in that game with that result at this moment. Mm. And yeah, of course, we'd all like to see us win something. But the, the enjoyment you get isn't necessarily from uh, the, the only bit of the season that was great was at the end when we lifted a bit of silverware. Like mm. there's countless things along the season that is what your experience of being a Spurs supporter are
4: all about. Mm. I think.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
4: If you get a journalist sort of explaining. Or saying why they enjoyed a the performance. Or a or lot of the talk after the Juventus game was like our coming of age in the Champions League. Particularly after last season when we really shit it up. And just how much of a good performance that was to do what we did from the position we were in after nine minutes and all of that. And it's just kind of ignorance to the fact that journalists have to create a narrative. Journalists have to make a story out of it. And what they're going to do, they're not going to write a headline after a game like that and go well 2 twos not great because they've still got a second leg haven't they and like mm. oh then there's another three games before they've even looking at trophies it's not about that it's just about them enjoying if, if journalists could only write about trophies they They work four days a year mm. on the trophy presentation of each major trophy in England yeah. it's not really about that so it's just about the story and how the connection with it and stuff and but it's just a bit of a middle finger to other fans as well which was quite fun
3: yeah it's a cracking article go and read it on thefightingcrop.co.uk um if you want to write, if anyone's inspired enough to write, we don't do this often enough. But obviously, the fighting Cock blog page is open to anybody who wants to write about Spurs. Um, we do get some submissions that don't make it. I don't want to be cruel, so I won't say anything else. But if you, you know, if you if you fancy yourself as a writer and you want to write about Tottenham, there's lots to write about. Then um, we'll give you a platform, absolutely no problem. Actually, a lot of people that come on the pod or have been on the pod started out by writing for the blog so if that's your goal then why not uh, thefightingcott.co.uk forward slash right. so on to last night um, how cold was it Kate? unbelievable <laughs> I was wearing thermal underwear about
5: seven layers on top really thick gloves two pairs of socks massive boots and i don't think i've ever been cold i was stood for the whole game and just just jogging on the spot i mean it was it was pretty empty where we were so i was actually running all the way down the line that we were in and back again trying to keep warm it just yeah it was it was difficult to enjoy a game at, at times because i was so cold
3: was it did the result warm you at all the second half
5: was a lot better. Yeah, like I, I did stay way. till the very end, and and we were looking at it, thinking, look, at three one or maybe four one up, at least we can just go back down into the concourse and finish it there. But no, we, we stuck
3: it out to the end. Can I say something shameful? Go on, I went to bed at five one. <laughs> 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 That's bad. Like there was a time, there was a time where I wouldn't. There, there was no chance I'd be in bed by quarter past ten. I don't know what's happening to me. It's like age like age, if mate. I weren't doing an all-nighter at least once a week and walking into work like a fucking zombie I wasn't living my life right but now apparently I am because I'm going to bed at 10am 10pm it balances you out does it yeah yeah it allows those all-nighters occasionally if you go to bed early the rest of the time we'll leave that there one a year (laughs) yeah the dream Uh, uh, Rob Griffin he asks us how shit was that ref does it not demonstrate that refs cannot more easily bottle decisions when VIR is available also does it sh- also show that uh, VAR can also be can also make mistakes oh, where do we start yeah <laughs> uh, it's
5: way more complex than we thought when everybody was saying referees give them some help those decisions go the wrong way when you know when we can see what's going on. If they could see what we can see, it will make things a lot easier. And in theory, before they introduced it, I think that was you know a lot of people agreed with that. Yeah. In reality, it's not that easy. The system itself, even if even if what they see on camera is a hundred percent accurate and they can make the right call, the guy who's looking at the telly, they can't. I think they there's a like what well, a they can't and b I think you've certainly taken away part of what a referee does. You've actually taken that away from them because Well but because part of what a referee does is is they they, they they ride things out, they balance the game out. If they give you know, if they fail to give a yellow card and then think shit that was probably a booking wasn't it on the next little challenge that maybe wasn't a yellow they're leaving it out and sort it then but you, you take that away from them I think by doing this because every decision that they make is being scrutinised and they're not able to let the game flow in the same way and make those calls like mm. I think to a degree I feel a little bit sorry for, for the referees that's the first time I've experienced it with Spurs and seen how yeah. monstrously
3: wrong it can feel that it's gone you only, you only sort of talk about it when it happens to your own club before exactly. it's kind of like Thing that is, exists in the background. So, what, what, what did you think about it? Um, what, what's your feelings about VAR now?
4: I think it's nonsense. I mean, I do, I'm a bit of a caveman when it comes to football anyway. Like, I like the basics of it, the simple, like, simplicity of it. I think that VAR is a step in the wrong direction in terms of what a fan gets out of the game, but it's a step in the right direction in terms of what the business, if you like, of football. Somebody, I think it was a podcast I was listening to on the way here. And they were saying, you know, VAR is in there because it can make the difference between some a club finishing seventh and sixth over the course of a season. It's that granular, Mm -hmm. and that that it can be that important. But the thing that I'm not if they they, get shit wrong. Well, this is it. This is the problem that I've got with VAR at the moment, right? I'm I'm open enough to say, look, if in two years it's working. I mean, there's a system in place where the refs know what's happening, fans know what's happening both watching on TV and in the stadium because that was the thing that a lot of people were saying about last night. They were sitting there, depending on how much notice you were um, taking of the game yeah. you could have thought we were 3-1 up at half time because at, like, at home we've got all of that and that's what it seems to be built for VAR, for the, the armchair fan and alright, there's millions of them around the world but mm. there's got to be something put in place to help that. But The, thing, the, the problem I've got with VAR is that this is now being run by a bunch of people that almost looked at him. and thought, we've got to rush this. We've got to rush in the, the, the testing phase. When mm. they didn't, they didn't have to do that. Start it at the beginning of next season, for, for example. And the other thing of having it in the FA Cup, when that's that's a competitive competition. Why are you testing something in a competitive competition? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought
3: that as well. It's weird, isn't it? Like, just
4: like test
3: it with the team pot clubs.
4: Well, you know, like, Rochdale, Whatever. Reserve whatever,
3: games or Whoever something. they are. No, know. no league football but just the, the <laughs> shit that no one cares about
4: the BT show all, all levels of leagues as yeah, well fucking right? just so there's, on that. there's cameras everywhere yeah. And yeah. this is I don't know it just feels like so the people that are in charge of this got it so wrong from a base level these first few, we're still in the first few weeks, let alone anything else of VAR in this country. Mm. And this is the level that they've got us to, got to already. It was like eight minutes that overall the, the decision took last night.
3: My, my, my issue, eight minutes is a long time. we we got, we got about eight minutes worth of injury time as well over the two. So it's not like you're losing play. But my issue with it, I don't, want, I don't give a shit about being right. I don't, think, I don't care about the right decisions being made. I care about that explosion of emotion that's going to be taken away. Like, you imagine I tweeted, imagine if that weren't against Rochdale mm, and yeah. Lamella puts it in the net and you go crazy and it's against Arsenal. To pull back wrongly, in mm-hmm. my opinion, and that's what the problem is, it's so much about of opinion. Um, to have that pulled back and denied that moment of explosion, that, you know, I'm thinking about some of the greatest moments in my entire life, the goals we've scored against Arsenal that could well be taken away from me because we want to be right how do you celebrate when you when it's, it
4: might that's not it. be a goal that's yeah. you've got a second guess constantly and, and that's the yeah. worst part because at the moment you're still going to celebrate Kane's goal against Arsenal in the 2-2 we'd still celebrate that right now you'd still be celebrating that in the exact same way two yeah. years of VAR down the line mm. you could be every goal that goes in you could be Still have that initial the, reaction. The header perfect. against Arsenal, where yeah. he le-
3: leapt over that would 100 percent be pulled back.
4: Yeah. So it's he, just like what?
3: What are we doing here? What, what? What? What's actually happening to football? What is it about and what's important? Because the Premier League isn't sold on being right. The Premier no. League is sold on emotion, speed, power, the it? spectator sport. Yeah. It's not sold on the fact that someone could finish sixth rather than seventh. And like if you're, if that's what you're into, if that, if that's really important to you, then. Then fine, but I don't feel like my enjoyment of the game. I I was watching like the game against Rochdale last night. I was actually sitting there watching it and thinking. If this is what it's gonna be like, I'm not sure I want a part of it. I yeah. genuinely, yeah. genuinely felt that strongly about it. I was yeah. fucking so fucked off. When tri- I was more fucked off when trip we got that penalty for yeah. Trippia. When I'm looking at it and yeah. I'm like what <laughs> yeah. the, it's a fucking the nonsense. foul carried on into the box. We
5: yeah. would have been fine with a free kick yeah, as well. Yeah. I it, was going, Oh great oh, what what? I thought we'd then have a free kick. Yeah, there, and then got like, 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 three now minutes of
3: waiting anyway. around and now it's a penalty, and you're like, um this is shit. It's I tell tea. you what as well,
5: in the stadium it's just it's completely sapped the life out of it, like fans are just i mean like I've probably last night was an extreme example, but yeah. nobody knew what was going on. You've got every other person in the stadium on their phone or calling their mate to go, <laughs> What's happening?' Like what can you tell us what happened? Because yeah. even if you're up close and you can't see or you could see what, what well, the, the players didn't even fucking know. Players really. didn't know, we're all stood in the stands going, Was that a goal? Did it count? What's he pulled that back for? And literally every decision you're watching like, Oh no, he's got his hand on his ear again, like yeah. what are we gonna get now? Mm. No explanation to the fans.
3: Well Danny Rose called it a shambles. He said uh, he, he said as you know, we were stand the like professional athletes standing around in the freezing cold for three or four minutes, and you might think, "Oh, so what?" It's a bit of cold, but actually got risk of cramp. Oh yeah, all kinds of like injury,
6: mm-hmm.
3: um, the pitch deteriorating. Um, Pochettino came out saying, he "Goes, I didn't really have a, pe- a opinion about it before, but now I can't see it, uh, it being a positive thing." So it's not even just Neanderthal fans saying we don't want our game changed. It's professionals, it's people that are actually involved saying this isn't right. This isn't going to work. The caveat to that is the, there's, a, there's a commentator who commentates on MLS and German football. And he says that as a commentator, you don't even think about VAR. It's not even something that comes into our psyche because it might get called upon once every three or four games. And even then it's dealt with very quickly. He says the problem in England is that our officials don't have the intelligence or the training <laughs> yeah. to, to, to <clears throat> administer it properly. Because it's, it's coming too fast.
4: Yeah, and it's been... it's. it's the problem is that referees, the refereeing, the level of referees in this country is not good. It isn't good, and it hasn't been good for a while. But the problem is, you, the person with watching the TV is just that guy in the middle, but sitting in a chair watching TV. It's yeah. the same level of training that they get, yeah. Just then watching the television, and it just feel like there's no. They've just plonked an ex-ref, like they asked as yeah. a Chris Foyer yeah. last night on BT. Yeah. He was like explaining it away because he's sitting there in front of nine screens and they still didn't come to any sort of conclusion yeah he seemed almost
3: embarrassed a little bit yeah
4: he was I think he was because they had it against he was at the last game West Brom-Liverpool and mm. they had VAR that's right play. That, was, that
3: was the first instance and well. there was
4: three or four decisions there but they, they were still talking about it afterwards and right again these are all kinks that they need to they, they need to just buff out and it will happen but the, the worry is that this is the level of competence that they've gone into the things yeah. from the off, and that is worrying. I've been,
3: I've been worried about a lot of things in football, like ticket prices, atmosphere, the decline in atmosphere, all, all of these things that I thought were damaging and affected my experiences of going to football. This is the scariest. This it is could be huge, it, couldn't it? I mean, look, the Premier League decide in April whether or not it's something that they're going to implement next year or, or trial for for a year. I don't want it. I don't. I don't. I, the game is fine I get the frustrations mm. I get things happen you get dives you get goals that shouldn't have stood but no one ever complained to the point where we're saying the game's broken now if we're talking about if we're talking about it, the, the game changing altogether you know and, and whether or not that should even be considered I, I don't know I, well
4: fucking... look at the shit that Ali gets Mm. Right, for, for diving, let's yeah. say. And the, the the shit that the people think that he's got away with over the years, you know, digging the I know he got banned for that, but yeah. kicking the Fiorentina player and stuff like that. That's all stuff that people are seeing or they think that they he's coming back around on him. They think that he's now being punished for this sort of stuff. And it is kind of like that. Like if VAR had existed, Deli Ali's almost a different footballer. Yeah. And the whole relationship he has with other fans is a completely different relationship. Might be a right relationship, but how boring, that's so boring yeah. and so sanitised and so almost pointless. The yeah. whole point of foot- like, football fans don't have much left other than abusing like, opposition <laughs> players, do you know what I mean? I, I think as well though, think about it from, this This
5: is why I've sort of, been thinking about this today, like, think about it from the referee's point of view. Because you're now, You know, up until now, something goes, happens on the pitch, you make a call and everybody else can see that you've got it wrong, it's done that's it the next day it's like oh yeah you know, decisions went went against us it's done whereas now every single thing is potentially being critiqued not just by the people watching Mm. not by your bosses but by an actual system that can tell you that you're not doing your job properly or that you've made a mistake like the pressure on them is very very different all of a sudden and I think last night was a good example of a referee feeling that pressure Mm. and just feeling like shit I need to, I, I, I don't know I'm questioning myself did I get that right do I need to check so I, look, I don't trust my that, own judgement anymore I think
3: what they actually need to do is just empower referees like the referees should be the most powerful author, uh, authoritarian <laughs> authoritative finger author, authoritative figure <laughs> I was panicking then I was like yeah, this is never going to work out <laughs> A authoritative figure on the pitch, he should have the control. He should be the mini Hitler, if you want. He, he should. Uh, he should. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Come on. It's done way worse. It? It's much worse than that. uh He should. He should. He should be the dictator on the pitch because it, 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 it the, the control of the game and the, um, the balance of the game is dependent on one person. Ultimately, the ref can destroy or maintain the flow of a football match. Now it's been taken away from the referee. Yeah. These authorities been removed from him and given to some geezer in a box somewhere who may well know nothing more than the, than the referee on the pitch. I, I, I the, the decisions that were made by VAR last night, were, a couple were incorrect in my opinion. Mm. So yeah. if they're not somebody else's interpretation, mm. isn't it? If they're not right ninety nine percent of the time, then where's the improvement? It's just mm. fucking the game up. The absolute like all the all the
5: circus around what happened to us early in the season when the ref went across to his linesman. Mm. Sorry, assistant referee and said to him did this happen and we've got the mics and we like did this happen are you not sure I'm going to do this and made a decision like that's the way it should be working so no, he should be going the correct- right, right there's a bit here that I'm genuinely not sure about did you see if this
3: or this happened not sure right I'm going with my gut well is this, that's what it's supposed to be it's supposed to be a clear mistake or a clear yeah. uh, I can't remember the term but it's like a it's where the, where the guy on, the fourth official or the VAI guy knows that the referee's not seen something and brings it
4: back. But that is interesting though, because that game, Liverpool, Liverpool Spurs, away, Spurs away at Anfield, last minute, fucking all, all sorts of happening. Last night was a league, what, Rochdale, League One? League One Yeah, team? League One, the league bottom of league, league One, yeah. Right, League One team at Spurs, weren't expecting anything. It was at a fucking freezing cold Wembley in front of a third of capacity of the place in a game that Spurs were almost, always likely to win it's going to be highlighted more and I'm not defending VAR but I'm saying in that instance where you've got that little bit of tension and the whole of the cop shitting himself over whether they're just about to have a penalty given against them yeah. that's where VAR could actually work in terms of drama oh, of yeah, yeah, a yeah. bit and that's, fine. and that's fine because you do get a correct decision with that mm. But in all, in like every game, like fucking West Brom Stoke or something like that. I mean, it's not going to have enough riding on it to to make it. Yeah, it, it, make it enough.
3: Let's know? let's move on. Um, uh, Lorente, he he is a footballer. He is. <laughs> he can kick a football in a goal. He did. <laughs> That's That's fucking perfect. did it, didn't he? We saw it with each foot and his head three it? times. The perfect action. <laughs> It uh, was quick as well, wasn't it? It was like, <laughs> I like 12, asked,
5: 15 minutes or something. Yeah, yeah, he was really? good.
3: And the, the the first finish, the chip over the keeper was that was absolute lovely. class. Um, I asked Barty because he's been his staunch kind of critique uh, critic, rather and he he said uh, still shit. Soldado scored a hat trick once, so that's where he's at with it. Um, do you think it's that Llorente's sort of plodding style that, and the fact that he isn't Harry Kane or he's not getting the game time? What, what where are you at with Lorente?
6: Tom
4: I think <laughs> I think he's not helped By the fact that Good or bad So he's had bad games for us And Rochdale the first game Was a good example of that He wasn't good And he did miss A good opportunity He didn't have his link up play mm. Last night He scores a hat-trick Both of those Resulted in the same thing You're not starting The next league game mm. Doesn't matter yeah. it, it could Nothing And that's been the same With Soldado And been the same with Jansen, Jansen yeah and that's a big problem and so a lot of it is sort of perception of you can do whatever you want mate you can go to Swansea in the next round you can score another hat-trick and put us through to the semi-final likelihood is you're not starting the next league game and likelihood is you're not starting the next round
3: I think what the problem with Lorente as well is that he's at his stage of the career he doesn't need to prove anything he knows that's his role though Like yeah.
5: he he hasn't come here thinking right I've got an opportunity here to oust Harry Kane from his starting like nobody not him, not the fans, not the people that signed him. Nobody thinks that that's going to happen. He's just there as a backup. He'll only get games when Harry's too tired or we don't want to risk him. He seems fine with that. Yeah, he seems fine with that, but is that what I think it's, it's great that we have that but rather you, than nothing. What do you do, though, then if, if, isn't a, if we want to progress as a football club? competition it has to be a player yeah, that can be like Aubameyang that's, no, that's it what you're has talking to about. that's be, the level that no no would... no it has to be a player that I've, I've said this before on our podcast as well it's it's a it's a confidence position strikers play well when they're getting games and they're on a, on a good run of form we've seen harry struggle after he's not scored he's not scored in the next game everybody starts getting on his back it starts getting to his head Strikers, it's, it's a confidence position. And if you've got a player that only gets pulled in and he's cold and he's not really familiar with his teammates, he's not familiar with the system, no matter how much training he does, on match day, then it's suddenly like, cool, you've got your chance. If you don't score, you shit and we don't like you. It, it's really, really difficult. We need to have another player of maybe the, the, the sun kind of mould whereby he's getting games, he's familiar with the system, he's on the pitch and he's got that confidence and
3: momentum and then occasionally it will be like well we know you can play there as well so there's your chance so is that what's going to happen then do you think Lorente will get will be sold in the summer perhaps and then we've bought Lucas who has started very well his career at Spurs and that Son will be used in that false nine if we don't have Kane and therefore we don't have a backup striker
4: Marcus Rashford mate that's, I'd be going balls out for Marcus, Rash, Marcus Rashford I think that's the exact I, I completely agree with okay? like that it it needs to be a guy that knows he comes in and he's going to be like Lorente and Jansen and know that they're second choice but also have an, another window in the team where they can they can come in and do something so a wide forward or it's the, the wide player that can play up front and some is that but we probably now need a striker who can also play wide and yeah. that's why Batshuayi was targeted in the summer yeah, or the summer before last it's why you know Ng was targeted a couple of years ago um, mm. for how much good it did us but I think Rashford is now starting to be pushed out a little bit, and it all will come down to whether or not Mourinho wants to sell him, and if he wants to sell him to a top six rival as well. So we well, see going balls out for him because I, I mean, think it, that completes the picture for me.
3: Really, yeah. I, I've seen you've seen that, that these clubs are willing to sell to each other because they're not going to Mourinho get Mourinho's
4: done it before. Like with well, Mata, he sold them to Where you else United, are they, they? going to get the
3: money that they are going to get in England? Yeah, we and, and did with Carl Walker. No one yeah, else yeah. going to pay £50 million for Carl Walker rather than Man City or, mm. or Man United, perhaps.
4: And the, the point you make about Lorente is that Lorente still got value in that it was only in January that Chelsea were making inquiries for a guy that isn't actually making our bench for league games. Didn't make the bench for Palace, don't think he made the bench for Southampton. Mm. Um, you know, this guy's available at all times and he is our backup striker, and he's now being seen as a bit of a hindrance to Kane when he's on the same pitch. I think um, a plan B. would be
3: incredible if we actually made a profit on him, and it will happen. If Conte sticks around, well, look, if, if you're if you're a team coming up like Huddersfield or this season, Lorente for twenty million is a. A good buy. Hey,
4: Everton are still without a striker. Yeah, I, like, and they've got Sigurdsson, and that works so well for them. They've mm. got a better team than Swansea. If I was Everton, I'd just say, "All right, we'll give you fifteen million for it." Fuck all nowadays. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. And even and
5: if you're and if you're a newly promoted team or someone that's struggling, you might want to go a little bit more route one and have somebody mm. like in in that sort of style so that's just like that a well, present. Really? Well, well, I don't <laughs> think we've played to his strengths. To be fair, which
3: are he's big, he's big, <laughs> he's big. um Sons, penalty. Where are you at with that? Because um, when I watched it, I was spitting feathers. I was furious. And my dad was going, well, he's a fucking idiot, isn't he? He shouldn't have done that, bollocks. Just smash it in the back of the net. And I was like, fuck off, dad. You know Messi does that. Was like Ronaldo does that all the time. Suarez does it. You know, that's, it's, it's normal, but apparently it's against the rules. Good to completely stop. To complete, Did he? Is, is that the rules to
5: complete? I don't think it, I could the see rule from is. Where I was.
4: The rule is at the end. If you stop at the end of your run-up, so if you get to the ball and you're hitting right. and you're striking it and you stop, because probably the idea is that the keeper has then got that split second to make up their mind. If you stop in the run-up, then it's supposed to be okay. I actually thought it was. I think it's a dickhead move. Actually, I don't care necessarily if we scored from it and it wasn't called back. That's absolutely fine. But I don't actually like the whole stopping thing.
3: Not I've got a I problem I problem But, with it. but what I don't understand why
4: so actually if it was
3: it was a retake, but to book him and just say, go on, fuck off, play on. No,
5: no, but apparently that's I've read some well, I've read about twenty contradicting things today, so I don't know what the truth is. But I, I read that if if that is the case, and it's not just like you start your run up, kind of slow down, feign, then continue your run up and hit the ball, that's alright. Whereas if you run up to the ball, stop. And then take a shot Then it's a yellow card And and an indirect
3: free kick To the opposition Well there you go Those are the rules And if the breath said he saw it You said he saw it It's never mm. a rule I just like, I've, think I've ever heard, heard of He, he was, was, like,
4: made it quite obvious as well Because players do it did. all the time And they do that sort of stop But they're still moving Their body yeah, forward yeah. And it's a stride yeah. But a slow one But he did Literally just sort of stand still on one leg. All right, all right, fair enough. I'm and did that friends. go to, to VAR as well? No, it no, didn't, He I mean, no. just, so just called it. But yeah. then he'd lost, he'd lost total control. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he would lost total control. In guess... the second half he was just enjoying himself in a way, just thought this can't get any worse. I was half expecting a snowball fight to break out at yeah, some point. Yeah. just kind of It would ridiculous. have been much more fun. Yeah. Um,
3: the actual game itself in the second half was very much a kind of training exercise. They started to fall apart, as you'd expect. Um, they had a couple of moments... But you know we ran away with it as as you know we, we, you would expect. We, would, we should have done in the first. One uh, young Foyth had a, a very good game. We had a question uh, oh, from. Foyf. Oh, I'm excited about it. I love Foyth
4: so much. <laughs> James
3: Stuarts on 94. He says, uh, "Do you think Foyth would be a good holding midfielder? Seeing as he is probably too short to be a centre half, but glides past people, plays with his head up, picks a decent pass between the lines, and is very good at nicking the ball out between the people." From people,
5: I, I've been every time I've seen him play, I've been thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with him. Despite the fact that he looks like an elongated child, he's got. Like yeah. he's he, got everything. He's that a year old. He really is, isn't <laughs> he? But he's got so much confidence oh, on the ball. Yeah. Like, and and I know people have said, oh, but he's made a mistake here and he's done that. It's just oh, like yes, but mistakes. that's so what, what so training case. a young player will will it improve on. Like, what what would you rather? A player that's just like technically really good but doesn't have any confidence. Yeah, we've, we've had plenty of those yeah, we've been like there, yeah. To have somebody that that is essentially in exactly the same mould As our two centre-backs from Belgium mm. What what more do you want? Like, I think he's got absolutely bags of potential I'd love to see him have a go in, in the Premier League
3: Because I don't think he's really been tested on that sort of level well, you know. I worry about his physique um, I think strength is such a massive thing in the Premier League it's almost a cliche to say, but I don't think you can deny it really. He needs to be stronger. He is underdeveloped, not underdeveloped. He's he looks like a boy still. And I think going up against the powerful strike, imagine him up against Kane, Cohen, smashing smash him all over the place. Mm. You know? Just he'd use his strength and he wouldn't be able to get near it. But
5: he's clever though.
3: Yeah, he is. You, I, I you can substitute that for being smart and turning your players. Yeah, for sure. But there's so much about pace and power in the Premier League that you have to show that at mm. some stage. And you've seen Davis and Sanchez get knocked off the ball. Mm. Numerous times, yeah, through. people like against Palace, he got he yeah. got nudged and by
4: a... by Rondon as well. Exactly, yeah.
3: yeah. So if he if he's getting nudged, then then Foyth would be through the stands. Um,
4: Thing is, though, I know I know it's a player that was about ten years ago, but Cannavaro was five foot ten. You know, it, small defenders exist. Yeah, and I'm they not... can they can work if you're if you're clever. And but he's yeah. an elite. You are you're
3: saying same... there's a difference between a short <laughs> centre back and, and a, a weak l- one.
5: Yeah. he was stocky he was short but he was stocky in like, yeah. think if Foyf, his, Foyf, like,
3: would, Foyf it, if it doesn't work out for him in the Premier League will carve out an amazing career in Holland or um, well, Poch, even, even in Spain
4: yeah Poch Depp says it. that he's going to be and this was during the whole Toby talk like the media was really hot on it yeah. and they were talking about and Poch started to big up like Vertonghen's one of the best in, in the world and uh, Sanchez has slotted in really well but he mentioned Foyf and said that he thinks that he could be one of the best centre-backs in Europe I mean Europe's a big place Latvia is got a shit league I'm, you know, maybe he's going to end up there but he's got a he's kind of got this continental style as well he used to be a number 10 he was a number really? 10 in Argentina. That's right. Uh, well when he was younger and so to That's answer he's the so question on the ball, really. yeah it looks like it doesn't it and there was a point last night where I think he was on the touchline and he he does get bullied <laughs> by bigger players but he kind of just did a Cruyff turn and that was it he did he's just like no, there was a couple
3: of lovely little bits he's yeah. got it in him yeah. Um, uh, just, just a quick thing before we move on because we're running out of time um the ball disappeared in the second <laughs> half. Don't give a fuck what anyone says. I was screaming for this. I could not see anything. I could, I even was, on the telly, I could not see. I was see. screaming a fucking, this for this. What whole was he screaming the for? The Orange ball? Orange ball. They don't exist anymore. Do you know why? Because Nike apparently made a super ball that can be seen in all weathers. That's it. That's it. Yeah. It, it isn't a super ball. It disappeared. I, could I couldn't see, see, see the fucking thing. <laughs> and if I can't see the fucking ball, what's the point? It's like watching ice hockey. <laughs> all I just saw, basically, towards the end of the game, I saw... 20 men running around after nothing that's what it was that was what the game why you was. went to bed. that's why I went to bed so I couldn't <laughs> understand what was going on I'd had quite a lot of whiskey. <laughs> fair um, now we've got uh, Alex's passion update did you listen to the last one? I did what do you think? amusing <laughs> needs work yes <laughs> needs work Alex this better be better or you can fuck off
6: welcome back this is the passion update this is Alex from Bristol this is your safe space for tackles but we're not going to talk about tackles this week. We're going to talk about VAR because I don't feel I'm being don't feel I'm being too dramatic when I say this is the biggest threat to football and to the culture and to the tradition of football that the game has ever faced. So the people that have been calling for this bullshit for years and years have now finally got their way. Partly, so it's going to be tri- it's tried in the FA Cup, a tournament which should not be being used as a guinea pig for this type of thing. By the way, um, and I believe it's in the World Cup this summer as well. Wednesday night against Rochdale was ridiculous, ridiculous in many many ways. Right, in terms of the ref looking like an absolute donk by sitting there with his thumb in his ear for two minutes every time. Uh, all the way to the fact that he didn't even go and have a look at the screen when the screen's there to be played and some bloke in some office is doing it for him. It just it just seems ridiculous to me. But what we're interested here at the Passion Update is what you're going to do to the emotion and, and to the feeling of football. When we score a goal now, if VAR becomes mainstream, it doesn't matter in what game it's in, North London derby, cup final, whatever you fucking want, right? That is it. You can't go mental anymore. There'll be no limbs because everyone will be will be thinking, shit, this is going to get chalked off in two minutes. What's going to go wrong? What's, what's he going to pull up on? Other opposition players will be asking the referee to VAR everything. It's not going to work. You cannot take the bedrock of what football is, what football is built on, and, and expect it to remain the same. Okay there are many other aspects of football which I'm sure people enjoy. We know people are more uh, some people are more interested in stats and figures and tactics and that type of stuff. That's great and that's a perfectly legitimate way to enjoy your football. But you wouldn't be able to enjoy any of that if you don't have um the bedrock of what makes football great and that is the pure emotion of that particular moment when it happens whether it's a a goal whether it's a penalty save or whatever, because everything will be being reviewed and waiting for you to change your decision and to ruin that moment that you've just had with your best mates, with your family, whether that's inside the stadium or out. It's it's pathetic. And I hope it never, ever sees the light of day in Premier League football. Finally, I want to leave you with some commentary from Gary Neville, because if you were not lucky enough to see the most and disgusting performance that that scum pile of horse shit of a club up the road put in against Man City on Sunday. Then you should go and watch it because it's another example that when you take those characteristics of loyalty, of drive, of want, of heart, of passion out of football players and it's not installed into them correctly, this is what you're left with a husk, a husk of a football club. Look at where they are at the minute and this piece of commentary from Gary Neville sums not just the players up but it sums the club up as a whole so enjoy that and I'll see you again next time Uh, follow me on Twitter at Alex from Bristol remember, you've got to want it
5: Martin, the minute before that goal I mentioned the walking of the Arsenal players and then the retreating runs of Ramsey and Shaka, ambling, jogging back absolute disgrace they are they're an absolute disgrace. Walking on a football pitch at Wembley, giving up, spineless. And look at that. And that's what you
3: cause. The last, all the fan wants to see is a player running as fast as he can, as hard as he can. And they're walking around on a football pitch. Thank you very much, Alex. Good work. Cheers, Alex. Um, Cheers, Alex. Real Madrid apparently given up hope on signing Harry Kane and going to turn their attention to Lewandowski. That's good news.
4: Quite telling as well, I think. Well,
3: Lewandowski they'll yeah. get for 80 million, yeah. perhaps. Harry Kane costs them an absolute wedge.
4: Thing is, the only thing I'd say is that Lewandowski's what, 20? He's, nine, he's nearly 30. He's got to so be. For a striker, of, like for a top striker, you'd be saying he's got at least another two years left. You'd imagine. I mean,. If I was cynical, which I am, you'd be thinking that they're going to get two years out of 11 dogs. Okay. Then it's all about Kane, and Kane. I think Kane is giving us a se- at least a season or two in the new stadium. I think they all are. If yeah, you're yeah. honest, apart from Danny Rose, and that, that's an ongoing saga, yeah, yeah. if you like. Kane is giving us, and, and that is our window of opportunity. That is our. What have we got? What's this new stadium going to give us? And if it doesn't happen, then Real Madrid are looking for a new striker. What, again. So in his prime. if you can visualise Kane's future, what do you see? Uh, spends his whole career, Tottenham breaks every
5: record possible and wins the league and the Champions League. Love so much, I love you so much, Kane. I love you so much.
4: It's just amazing that he could do the last two in the next like three years and still go to Real yeah. Madrid. Yeah. That's what He could break our record. He could be second on our all-time list yeah. by the end of next season. He needs he
3: needs to break Greaves' record. He needs to win everything. He needs to be the top goalscorer to in the Premier League. He can't he can't leave the country and break that record. That's the thing. You no. know he has to score something like twenty goals a season for the remainder of his career to mm. match, or he can get near. Shiri's I don't record. see
5: him going elsewhere in the Prem. I don't see him going elsewhere. No, he has
3: a genuine affection for the club. He does, but as a human being, who I mean, we're all human beings. We strive for better always, and I think uh, football fans sometimes look at their club and look at their players and think, "Well, oh, you should feel about you about about this club as I do." Um, and Kane is obviously a massive Spurs fan and is uh, and he's, he's entrenched in the traditions of our football club. But we'll eventually want to look out and see what else it's like you've been with your bird for 10 years and you're like she's lovely she's fit she's beautiful but i'm bored but he has yeah, been I'm with her bird, bird out for there. 10 years isn't he? and he ain't looking elsewhere about that's it, the yeah. kind of guy he is yeah ollie if you're listening i'm not bored and it's fine and i'm not looking for anyone else <laughs> for a joke
4: <laughs> just for, a
3: for joke. the audience sake it was a joke all right <laughs> don't fucking just do uh, when i turn up on friday don't I heard you on the podcast. What are you talking about with women? I was like, well, "Fucking lose some weight, then." Oh, no, no. <laughs>
4: wow, that's that's
3: a joke as wow. well. That's I mean, joke. I was about yes. ten
4: seconds ago. I was like, just to bail you out here, but you were like, "No, just, uh, palm off and keep going." But I mean, yeah. Just to sort of bail out. A, I feel like that might be edited out. A few buckets of water <laughs> of this particular sinking shit. That's
6: cracking.
4: Um, up. Yeah. Um, Kane's our oh, Gerard, isn't he? And Gerard's probably the only one that you can look at and say the guy that started at a club really young grew up with a evolving team became captain Kane's going to be captain as soon as Loris goes if he's still about and then he won stuff but he had his head turned and if anyone can have his head turned like if Gerard can have his head turned anyone can have their head course, turned of course absolutely that's the thing so what we was, need is
3: sort of, sort of low level gangsters to convince him that it's the wrong move well
4: there was two things that happened to Gerard when he was looking at Chelsea and that was he won the Champions League and he had low level gangsters outside his house and I tell you what, that Champions League win is the fucking luckiest thing that ever happened to him because I think he'd have no kneecaps if he didn't yeah. because he yeah. would be at Chelsea. He would have yeah. been at Chelsea and he would have won a Premier yeah, League. Yeah, like yeah. That. So I mean that's I mean but that's a good good thing to point at is say well show show me what you got show me why should I stay here why am I not just records I don't want to just be top of the you know the little plaque that you engrave outside the ground. Why am I here? So yeah, I, could, yeah. I, do, I do think that we've got that, and I do think we've got the infrastructure to, I think so
5: do, to too. put that in place. Yeah, it's, what's happening at Spurs is so you, know, you you can't if you're in a team that's going in the right direction, and then, then all of this amazing stuff is just on the horizon, you're gonna want to see it through. And the, the, the signings that we've made recently, I think that that not just with the exception of Sissoko, just fill in the squad with any old guff. It's, it is a signal of intent I think we do have a plan I think if you were just at a club that was like throwing a moderate amount of money at you but no more because they couldn't afford it and it didn't feel like they had a long term plan I think it might be a different scenario for him but I think he can see that, that things are being done properly and it's not a case of oh yeah I might win it in the next couple of years but after that this is just a little mm. peak and the club's just going to disappear again we've like 100% promised
4: going. in the captaincy as well of course we Un- 100% yeah. Yeah.
3: why wouldn't he get it yeah. yeah yeah absolutely he's a model footballer isn't he mm. he is he's a dream absolute dream dreamboat uh, Colin England he says with the new stadium are we going to see a new rate, a wage structure in place to retain the team no what, where you at no, no? No, I not not immediately well, what's the point of it then
4: well <laughs> I mean the idea is that it's going to be still still there in 50 years and then we probably will have a Competing wage structure in 50 years. No, it's no. That's that's a bit extreme. But what are you saying,
3: Tom? I'm, I'm all I don't, over. It's the place. not happening straight away. All right. I but put it this way. You've i got think, to pay it back.
4: I think we're losing Toby this summer. I think we're losing Rose this summer, and I yep. think both of them. The reason for that is is their wages and fair fucks as well. I, you can't really, if Toby wants to go and we're not going to pay him, I don't blame him for sort of angling for a move. I don't
3: think he wants to go, but he wants to be paid. And he realizes he can get it elsewhere. That's my feeling.
4: Yeah, I mean, if he could stay at Spurs and get 150 grand a week, then fine. But I think he's probably realized it's taken him a little while. But I think it's probably taken him the last year to think, "I'm not actually getting this because Kane, He's not going to get parity with Kane, nor should he. Well, he's he's, been, he's spent four months on the injury table where well, will be. One this time. is it, and he's 29. And I, I Danny Rose see... has
3: played played 12 games mm. in a year.
4: I do get it. I do. I, I understand why there's Spurs fans going. Mental about us not offering Adorao what he should be offered, but what we should be offering him is when he's fit and firing. But this guy's had in the last two seasons pretty bad injuries, and one of them was like a nerve injury in his his leg. That can go at any time. Yeah, we could invest a lot of money yeah. in that, and because he, he's looking for his last payday. He's never really had one a huge one. He was at Atletico yeah. when they weren't really sort of flying high, if you like, and offering. Offering the world in contracts, so I, I do get it. He's looking at if he can go to City, which he probably deserves.
5: Very to.
3: convincing, Tom.
5: It d- You're it very convincing.
3: It- You're saying get rid, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, bomb him out of my football Fuck club. Fuck him, shit yeah. cunt. Yeah, that's what I heard. Juan foy forever, mate.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I think it does tie into that little thing that came out of the what was said at the recent trust meeting with the board, where where it was where it was. Well, claimed that, 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 that we have the best sort of like performance based bonuses for our players which is very much in line with the sort of attitude that Poch has for the you know yeah. you, you come to train you don't come to play mm. and you know if we are putting people on wages that it's just like look we're not paying you the same money as City but <laughs> City you know we, we've, we've had it like Levi's had, had his fingers burned look at, look at Adobayor you were paying him an absolute wedge and then all of a sudden you've got somebody on your hands that's just decided to be shit or doesn't want to play <laughs> or just, do you know what I mean? Like, if we if we have a, an ethos and a mentality around the club of all the players where it's just like, look, you're getting paid a competitive wage but if you actually start all the games because you're playing out of your skin and you score or you you'll keep get a clean the shit, you, you'll get, you'll get untold the right men- amounts. It's the, right mentality. That's the thing. mentality. So, so is that something from Toby's side where he's just like, or his agent probably no do, uh, nah, I don't want to I don't want to risk the fact that I might get a long term or I might have yeah, a long term injury and, in me or I might get nudged out of the
3: squad but from his perspective you understand it Cave, right because he's 29 this is the contract that he signed this is the one that's going to turn a very wealthy footballer into one that can't be touched in terms of money this is going to make his entire life he might have enough money to spend for the rest of his career this will make his children's life Secure and probably his grandchildren as well. So it's it's important to him as an individual. And again, like he's not a Spurs man. He's not. He's been with us four years. Mm. You know, you, we can't expect him to just say, well, "Well, I'll take a lesser contract." I'm clearly got some sort of injury issue. Mm. It's fine. There's other clubs problem. that
4: have got the money to take that risk as well.
3: well exactly. exactly. Yeah. exactly. Where, where does he that's, go? That's, well,
5: we we don't we don't have that what, buffer. What, we don't have the money. So we to know pay how
3: good t- Toby yeah. is. What. Where where do you see him going on from Tottenham? United. I don't,
5: I, I don't care if he doesn't want to stay. I don't care where he goes. I don't want to see him playing against us. But if he does, I I hope he turns his ankle.
3: <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm with you, bro. Absolutely. You uh, know, we're too. talking. But he's level. He, he's he's Real Madrid level.
4: He can play that anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can play anywhere. He's well above. Like he should be winning shit. You know, it's the same. He is the same as yeah, Kane yeah. in that sense. He should be winning stuff. But my, he's been it, the best in the league. It, it, I think in this
3: instance, it's not about that. I think he's in a situation where. He needs to make the money. He's got the opportunity now. This is his This is lottery. You know, he, he needs to make that money now. Mm. And that's what it is. And that's why we're gonna li- probably gonna lose him because it's about the money. It's not about the, the, the trophies. But to answer the
5: question... And I don't do you, blame him for that. Do you think we are going to, we, We've got to have a new wage structure in place at some point, haven't we? Like, And I think, I it think, is, not, not I think it's, it's gradually happening anyway. I don't think it's going to suddenly be like day one, moving to the new stadium. Here you go, boys. Everyone's got an extra 50 grand a week, right? It's not going to happen
3: like that. No, I, I think the philosophy of what you're saying is saying that it's not about upping the wage structure. It's about ensuring that everybody is, is paid what they deserve, but also they buy into the philosophy of you... You make what you earn. So you work for it, mm. then you'll make it. I once did a sales job
5: where it was like you had a basic that was like really, really low. And if you didn't meet your sales targets, then they they bumped it up to minimum wage. Right. But if so, you do that consistently month after month, do you know what? You shouldn't be doing that job. Exactly. Exactly so that. Much. So
3: I know someone very close to me, and I won't mention it because he wouldn't want me to. But he's in a situation where he earned a, uh, a minimum below minimum wage or whatever the minimum wage is, he's on about I don't know, 11 grand. But it's all based on bonus, all of it. And yeah. he does fucking phenomenal because he's good at selling. He's yeah, good yeah, yeah. at his job. And everybody goes into it knowing the same thing. I think that the same idea can be applied to the Spurs squad with Pochettino. Absolutely. So saying, Look, you'll get paid what you deserve if we perform, if you perform. You're not walking around this club Assuming that you're
4: going to get X, X, Y, and Z. Just maybe, just to finish it off, the the other thing that came out of that meeting, the the Supports trust and the, the board, um, about Pochettino will keep all players that he wants to keep, and I think that's another good point yeah. to put across because you said it there about you come here to train, you come here to be part of the group, and you're he's he's quite a spiritual guy isn't he Potts. if you have read the book and yeah. stuff like he's, he's a bit of a nutcase I think but in a good way mm. he's quite a it's all about harmony and all about how the squad works together and if you've got a guy that's kind of angling he's probably not causing any trouble but he's angling for a bit of money yeah. suddenly that's two players in six months that have both kind of got the same idea, Rose and Alderweireld just you, like, hold on, a bit more money. So if if that could be Poch saying, I'm not actually interested in keeping a guy that's like this, who's got this mindset. And
3: are you on board with that mindset now? Are you on board with the with, with, with Poch's philosophy? Because he's not going to work without it.
5: Oh, it has to be consistent. It has to be 100% consistent. You can't, you can't be of the mindset where it's just like, yeah, you're either with us or you're not part of it. Are, if you're if you're really really good, I'll make an exception. Like, I can only imagine what sort of chat he had with Danny Rose to make him bring him back into the squad. He will have grovelled. He will have said whatever he Rose. had to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There's absolutely no way that Potts would have brought him back into the into the squad and said you can still fight for your place mm. if he was just like no, you've gone against us. <clears throat> That would have been it, you're off. He would have said, Look, if you come back, you work hard, you apologise to your teammates, you apologise
3: to me, and you prove that you're worthy of staying here, then I'll give you a chance. And he's given them a chance in the lesser games. Mm. Uh, Ben Davies is 100% our first choice, left, right. looks like it, yeah. Um, Michael G. Johnson says, Snacks during Spurs fixtures or Spurs games or just beer? Uh, So when when you're watching a game, how do you feel about eating and that? At the stadium or or, or in
5: a pub? No, no, stadium. Stadium. I confess, I actually bought popcorn once this year because Wembley sell it. I've never done that before. I was just
3: going to turn this off.
5: Now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I felt quite dirty. It was tasty, but I, it didn't feel right. How much? Fuck what it tastes like. How much was it? Was eight quid. It, it, it yeah. would have been five quid or something like that. It's that pretty disgraceful. Fucking disgusting,
4: really, isn't yeah. it?
3: Yeah, yeah fuck that it. is awful. Yeah. Fuck you. I mean, yeah. that is a, I'm as sorry. much
4: as a beer. The beer is like five fifty. Yeah. Yeah,
5: I, I shouldn't have confessed that. I? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I'm an odd one.
3: No, you shouldn't. I'm sorry.
5: It's normally just beer, but then again, if if I had my normal routine, I wouldn't have been in there
3: hungry and just. What? So, so you'd done something the night before that stopped you from feeding yourself? No, as in big.
5: if I'd been able to get to the game in time to have a pint, not get
3: kicked out. And you of the thought park I'll nourish it. myself with popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seemed like a good a idea have a burger like don't eat burgers <laughs> you know that. Oh, yeah, you're have you the,
5: yeah, that have you tried the falafel listen <laughs> to me now have like? you tried the falafel it
3: is absolutely horrendous yeah, like just, there's just yeah. do you know I went up to watch uh, Rangers versus Aberdeen at uh, Ibrox a while back why? Uh, why? yeah uh, I just wanted to experience something different okay I just wanted to experience what I thought was football in its rawest form right turns out most football's all the same yeah it's quite same and, way, uh, and they're freezing I've got um, uh, one of my very very good mates is a big Rangers fan and um, we went up to Glasgow for a couple of nights and he took me to Ibrox as I went now I was i was Aberdeen I was watching Aberdeen yeah because I'm a boy I'm part, part of the firm and that but um, I just watched the game I literally no no I <laughs> yes. of course not like, mate, I, like, I had Rangers fans come up to me asking like, who I supported because they like, like, introduced me and I was like oh, well, I'm a Spurs fan and they what are you Spurs you must be fucking Aberdeen and I was like mate I don't <laughs> yeah. I'm not a part of that culture at all look at me do I look like I'm a part of this culture fuck off I didn't say that either because you know, it was very terrifying <laughs> Anyway, they they had uh, macaroni cheese pies. I know you can't eat that as well, but as a vegetarian, I can, uh, and it was it was all right. Uh, That's odd, macaroni cheese pie. Yeah, There's normal out there, like pasties stuff oh, full I of macaroni. Mean, yeah. any, they do they, 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 like, they do a lot of odd
4: things. They stuff thing, macaroni they? cheese
3: in everything,
4: Scots. A mate of um, mine at Wembley had a half a pizza on a slab. What would they like the pizzas? Mm. Not great. Well, it's, it's pizza. You can't.
3: Do you want really... that in the new stadium? Would you want like? I just, no, I just the want to variety.
4: be able to. I just want to be able to
5: get in there straight after leaving the pub that I was in to just be able to go boop there's my seat and then when I come out at half time be able to get a beer Popcorn. and have it being served to me by somebody that knows how to work the till that would be amazing and pay by card, That's yeah. like card. and that oh, yeah, yeah, they've actually the got enough beer for all the people <laughs> that want beer <laughs> yes. you'd yeah. think that would be anyway Yeah.
3: finally on the podcast Nick Sharp says Lukaku said this week he wants a Premier League all-star game ignoring how horrible an idea that is which of our team would make it into a London or Southern eleven? Um,
4: All of them. We're third. We're fourth in the league, and above us is Liverpool, Man City, and Man United. That's a good point.
3: I think Hazard may be getting there. I think
4: this is an absolutely nope. terrible
3: Alright, oh like fuck it. Yeah, Nick, like fuck off and don't don't ever listen to the podcast. <laughs> it's again. not
5: it's not his idea. Oh sorry, Nick,
3: keep going, mate, keep it going. It was fine. Lukaku. I'm, I'm telling Lukaku sorry, it's sorry. a bloody stupid I meant idea. Lukaku, fuck off Lukaku, that's what I meant. <laughs> would you would you Nick, in, in any <laughs> circumstances wanna see
5: one of our players? <laughs> It's bad enough seeing it happen at <laughs> national level. Would you want to see? Like, mm. oh yeah, there you are. There, there's our lot lining up alongside Chelsea. And I oh, know, fuck that. No, absolutely
3: yeah. no. no. It's, it's a terrible idea. Uh, Nick, I apologise. And, uh, you know, the fact... No, I don't want to... I, I can't even... I can I can just about stomach watching England with Spurs players alongside Chelsea and Arsenal. I don't want some sort of competition between South and North. I don't recognise the North at all. But like, I don't... <laughs> like anything past Watford in my I mean, head it's north isn't it it's, well no not only is it north it doesn't exist to me <laughs> that's the other thing. nothing to our economy
4: <laughs> my mum lives in Birmingham <laughs> but that's it where's the line someone's going to have to draw the line across the country and someone's going to get it wrong someone's going to get pissed off yeah and then everyone goes home
3: so where's the line like. Watford gap innit
4: well,
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah.
5: yeah ideally. Yeah. I, don't, I, I, I rarely leave the confines of the M25, if I'm honest. Like, rubbish. I no, I, I often go
3: out west. That's where my girlfriend is. Uh, but there's, there is a lot of racists there. Lots of them. Mm. Like people vote Conservative to keep out UKIP. That's how bad it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say for this... Uh, uh, I, if yeah. I move there, just before we come to the, <laughs> the actual point, I'll have to vote Tory. And i like, I've got no issue with Tory voters at all. You my would have my to. entire family are Tory voters, all of them apart I think from you've me. Misunderstood I'm, really? what yeah, voters. yeah, my brothers and my dad's all my dad's I I'm pretty sure they're Tory voters. My dad 100% if he doesn't vote UKIP I don't know <laughs> shit that comes out of his mouth. I'll get him on the pod and get him to explain. Actually I won't. And, uh, but 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 I've always been a I've always been a Labour voter So I'm not I've got no issue with Tories <laughs> at all. And I think often it's about the, the, the surroundings that you're brought up with, the influences you have, that's how you politically lean. So no no issue I'm, I'm, I it gets, I'll get frustrated where people go you fucking Tories that. whatever so Gamble's um, a Tory.
4: yeah I mean that makes sense <clears throat> yeah. but
3: um, where out. am I going with it <laughs> Tom where am I going with this
4: I don't know mate what I was going to do, do is say uh, just to round this up because I know you're eager to sort of like make this go full circle and say right thanks for coming in lads yes. see you later Yeah, yeah. what I was going to say was that this All-Star 11 game oh, yeah. is a perfect chance for VAR to be trialled yeah. Right. now that's, that's gone full circle cool. look I'm not when you said at the beginning there was a rivalry right? yeah. there's no. no fucking rivalry
3: <laughs> <laughs> listen to the Tottenham yeah. way go and download it give them a review yeah exactly and, they need and it tell them I came yeah. <laughs> honestly Tom thank you so much mate no worries mate this has been fantastic pleasure K-Van uh, on K-Van cheers whatever it is silly is it a Middle Eastern name? you yeah. I can't pronounce. No. So that's fine. I brought up my dad. I'm, he's a plumber. Uh, and honestly, uh, generally, uh, listen to Owen and Spurs. Listen to the Tottenham Way. Keep listening to the fine Cock. Um, this has been a pleasure. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, actually, what is it? Tom uh, uh, at to Twitter.
4: At Tom Foynes. Good. At The Cave.
3: The Cave. But you probably spelled it wrong. No, I it's did. It's K-A-Y-V <laughs> There you go. Yeah, love it.
1: Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.
2: Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.
2: GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would.
1: summer's not over yet shop patio furniture to extend your summer fun at nfm all the outdoor styles you love are on sale and ready to take home today shop hundreds of options in stock with savings up to 70 percent off all backed by our low price guarantee shop outdoor dining sofas bistro sets fire pits accessories and more nfm makes it easy with in-stock styles guaranteed low prices and long-term financing refresh your outdoor space at nfm some exclusions apply see store for details